Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 11 of Genesis chapter 10. And I'll read verse 21 and then skip down to verse 25. Unto Shem also, the father of all the children of Eber, the brother of Japheth the elder, even to him were children born. Verse 25, And unto Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his days was the earth divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. And Joktan begat Almodad, and Sheleph, and Hazarmaveth, and Jira, and Hadoram, and Uzal, and Dikla, and Obel, and Abimael, and Sheba, and Ophir, and Havilah, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. And their dwelling was from Mesha, as thou goest unto Sefer, a mount of the east. These are the sons of Shem, after their families, after their tongues, in their lands, after their nations. These are the families of the sons of Noah, after their generations, in their nations, and by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. Well, as we've been discussing here in Genesis 10, God divided the earth in the days of Peleg, and we see in the next chapter, early in Genesis chapter 11 from the first verse, the Lord then begins to discuss the confounding of languages at the Tower of Babel. Now, many theologians, most of them in fact, relate the language concerning Peleg that in his days was the earth divided to the confounding of language in Genesis chapter 11. And they say that when God confounded the languages, then uh, people who spoke the same language went off in and formed their particular nation. Many theologians of the past, they do not apply it at all to the division of the continents, to the, the idea of a continental drift or the breaking apart of one large landmass into the continents we have today, they they do not speak of that. Now, uh, interestingly enough, secular individuals, some scientists or secular archaeologists, they they do believe that the Earth was one large landmass and has broken apart and and drifted apart to form our current map um, over the course of time. Of course, their error is that they believe this happened over 150 million years. So they have the right idea, uh, actually a more accurate idea than many church theologians, 
uh, in in when God speaks of dividing the earth in the days of Peleg, but uh, uh, they they apply um, just an erroneous time frame. Again, just as scientists are in error regarding uh, the beginnings of the universe and world and 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 so many other things due to uh, their uh, faulty reasoning concerning evolution and things like that they apply it to what they see the evidence for uh, and and they've developed um various images that show that if you brought the continents together you can see how it formed this one large or huge continent and and then they show how it separated uh, but it, they have the right idea, but the wrong time frame for when it took place. God gives us the correct answer. And just as the Bible teaches us of creation over 13,000 years ago, and scientists tell us that's not possible, and, and they give all their various reasons for how that cannot be, yet God's people recognize that yes, it is possible that that God simply created the universe with the appearance of age, just as He created Adam with the appearance of age. He did not create Adam as a little baby, but as a fully grown adult. And so God is able to do these things and confound the wisdom of the world. And likewise, the world would think the idea of the continents drifting apart in a very limited time frame, and that's how we would have to understand it in the days of Peleg, where, again, in all likelihood, in the year 3114 B.C., or that's where the secular evidence of the Mayan calendar points to that year, we know absolutely it was in the days of Peleg, 3153 to 2914 B.C., that the division of the continents took place, and even if you gave the entire lifespan of Peleg, the whole 239 years for this to occur where the continents drifted apart incrementally over Peleg's full 239-year period, they would say that's not enough time. And so God has performed a miraculous work. He caused the land mass, the, the continents, to part, to separate and divide and move away from each other in record-setting time. And um, we're not sure exactly how long it took. Did it take one day? Very unlikely. A week? A month? Maybe it was a full year? We're, we're not sure when finally the continents settled at relative distances to what we have today. The continents continue to move and drift apart even today at very small degrees, very tiny measurements. But at that time, the Lord caused it to happen. Just like, for instance, the confounding of language at the Tower of Babel. That was a miracle. It was supernatural activity by God to confound the languages of all the people on the earth. And then uh, at that time, um, uh, the Chinese language 
uh, is one of the more ancient languages, probably came into existence, and, and the Sumerian language, another ancient language, Aramaic, Hebrew, and we'll talk about that a little bit more concerning Eber, and perhaps some of the earlier forms of maybe Greek, ancient Greek, as far as I can find a record of, goes back the earliest record of ancient Greek to about 1450 BC, but perhaps it it had some relationship at some language at at the confusion of the languages at the Tower of Babel developed. Well, there's no perhaps; it's certain into Greek and and into what would become the Greek language. You know, it, it is very curious that the secular scientists, that the wisdom of the world tells us that the earth is billions of years old and mankind has been on the earth for millions of years through evolution and then the early form of man who who evolved from lower life forms and then there was the early form of man, cavemen, they call them. And then cavemen lived on the earth, um, supposedly, for millions of years. And, and so man has still been developing, evolving according to the wisdom of the world. And yet, isn't it curious, isn't it interesting, that when we find the archaeological records regarding writing, regarding the record of writing in the world that it only goes back about 5,000 years. You you can find no earlier record of writing. And 5,000 years leads us back to the time of the days of Peleg, 3153 B.C., his birth, uh, if you add 2016 to that, you come up with 5,100 and some years. We're, we're roughly around that time. About 5,000 years. And just Google, and, and anyone can do this, Google ancient writing. The earliest form of writing of the Sumerian, Samaritans, or, or Sumerians. Or the earliest form of writing of Chinese. And, and they, they might say 6,000 years, but then if you check, they, they have a record that goes back around 5,000 years. Or, or, or Egyptian. All of the ancient writings go back right to around the time of the days of Peleg. Or we could say to the days of Eber. Eber was the reference calendar patriarch who lived right before Peleg and actually upon the death of Eber that very year in the year 3153 Peleg was born and so it's it's roughly 5,5200 years something like that that we have a record of writing and you would think you would think that given the history that the world prefers, according to the secular authorities, that mankind has been on the world uh, millions of years, 
and and certainly has been evolved enough to the point of intelligence to have developed writing uh, 50,000 years ago, 100,000 years ago, 200,000 years ago. How could there be people living on the earth for hundreds of thousands of years that have equivalent intelligence, for the most part, to what we have today, according to their own theory, and yet there be no written form of communication, no uh, communication that we can find any record of. Uh, the, the written record of language goes back 5,000 plus years and agrees perfectly with the things we read in the Bible, with a world that has suddenly had its language turned upside down, it has had its language confused at the Tower of Babel, and following that, it, there's the division of continents. But but you know what happened at the Tower of Babel? We uh, maybe haven't thought through this. But let, let's say everyone, and, and that's what the Bible says, was of one language, one speech. Everyone understood one another. And let's say that language was um, Noachian, which I just made up coming from Noah, the Noahian language, the Noahian language. And everyone spoke the language of Noah, and everyone could communicate with one another and understand one another, and you never ran into a person who did not speak that language, no matter where you went. You you went to some outlying villages, they spoke Noahian. And everyone spoke the same language, everyone thought in that language, everyone communicated in that language. But then came the Tower of Babel, and God, again for his own purposes, which we'll we'll get into later, caused confusion, and he confounded the language so that they could not understand one another. That's what it says in Genesis 11, verse 7. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. All right, so God comes to the world that is busy building this tower. They're, they've come together. They're unified. They all speak no Oian, and then... He confounds them so they don't understand one another's speech. Now, he separates them according to family. So the family of Shem is speaking one language, and and that would be Hebrew, because this happened in the days of Eber, and Eber is the related word to Hebrew. And another family begins to speak, like in the line of Ham, who had a son Mizraim, Egypt, they begin to speak ancient Egyptian. And another line speaks Chinese. And another line, another language, Sumerian, and, and so forth. So here they all are at the Tower of Babel. And all of a sudden, the leader in this effort, whoever it was, he speaks to the people, but he's talking um, Chinese. And 
others who were following him now hear him speaking Chinese. Before he was speaking Nooian, and they understood that. They don't understand Chinese. And likewise, they try to talk to him, but he doesn't understand them. Now, what God did, in addition to confounding their language, is that God miraculously changed their whole understanding. That is, all of their lifetime, they thought in the one language, they have memories in that one language, they reason in that one language, but the Lord not only changed what they could speak, but what they could understand. Now, they did not understand no Oian. How do we know they didn't understand their original language? Well, obviously, if they continued all to understand their original language as well as now have the additional language of Chinese or Aramaic, then they could still communicate. They could uh, say, well, I don't, I don't understand Chinese. Speak no Oian. And let's speak that original language we were speaking at the beginning of the day. And and yet they, they couldn't do that because God changed even their memories. God changed. They still had the same family memories and they could recall their get-togethers and, you know, uh, the dinner previous night and what they talked about around the table. But their memories would be in this new language, this brand new language that God just gave them. An incredible, incredible miracle. An incredible supernatural working of God that just, just think for yourself. And I'm speaking English and, and most people listening to e-Bible are listening to English. Of course, it wouldn't do uh, people much good to listen to our English broadcasts if they didn't speak English, unless they were trying to learn the language. And it's because of the Tower of Babel that even today, 5,000 or so years later, we, we still have to translate what is spoken in one language to many languages. And we're trying to continue doing that at E-Bible Fellowship, and yet just imagine what it would be like on your block in your neighborhood if God confounded the language of everyone on your block. Now, everyone in your home who speaks English, you you woke up and, and everyone in your house speaks French, and the next house over, it's Russian, and the house after that, Japanese and Chinese, and there there would just be an enormous confusion Whereas before we all spoke English, we all spoke one language. And when we thought of our past and and thought of our childhood, we would think in this new language. It's just an incredible, incredible thing God did at the Tower of Babel. And so we should not limit God. We should not limit the ability and power of God to do incredible supernatural things, and that would include bringing about a division of the one huge continent 
into the continents we have today, seven continents, and the placement, relatively speaking, to what we have today, and doing it in a short period of time. The Lord could have done it in a few days, in a couple of weeks. We don't know. God doesn't get specific and tell us. And, you know, this is one of the big differences between God and man. Man blows up his little accomplishments and exalts in them and and through pride uh, wants everyone to know the least thing he does. And here God does something enormous. It, it is a, a very major undertaking. It, it is a worldwide event, and you can't get anything bigger than worldwide. It impacts the whole earth, every human being living upon the earth, and God simply sums it up with the earth was divided in the days of Peleg. And, and we read another verse with a, a very concise, very simple statement. The earth was divided in the days of Peleg, and that's it. Now, again, if it were man, well, we we would go into detail. We would highlight some families and their experience, the the traumatic effects of what happened to their little village or city or town when the continents began to move and the earthquakes and the danger and how many died and and the tsunamis that formed and and destroyed maybe whole villages as a result we we would lay it all out as a, a cataclysmic event that it it all probability had to be and we would draw tremendous attention to it because this is a big thing but god for his own purposes does not draw it out uh, he did draw out the flood event to some degree even though that was relatively minor to what men would do if we were writing the bible yet for his own purposes very discreet just a, a reference it, it, it's like a little notation the earth was divided in the days of peleg you know god doesn't have to prove anything to man or or to the creature made in his image he doesn't need to show his might and power after all the very existence of the world and universe demonstrates that the the heavens declare the glory of god they they really testify to the almighty power of God. Uh, what what greater demonstration of power and might could God give than in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth? He speaks, and the vast universe that we cannot find an end to comes from nothing into being, and he stretches out the heavens as a tent, and today we find that the universe is still expanding, that is still being stretched out 13,000 plus years after the creation, still reaching ever outward and getting ever bigger from the moment God spoke and stretched it out. The, The enormity of God's person and power, the enormity of 
His ability is just everywhere around us. And the Lord does not need to demonstrate it to us or to prove it. He is not like men in that regard. God is humble. Humility is a trait of the Lord Jesus Christ and a trait of God himself. And although he's almighty, all-powerful, and can do all these things, he does not boast about them as men boast. That although God uh, is able to glory in these things, but everything God does is right and proper. But here, again, he simply tells us the earth is divided. Division. Not in the language that will come later, but in the continents. Um, well, excuse me, the, as far as this statement goes, of course, as far as the order of events, the Tower of Babel happened first. Language was confounded in the days of Eber. In all likelihood, that's why Hebrew comes from his name. It's why Abram, who's in the line of Eber, was called a Hebrew because when the ancestry, when the lineage of Abram could be analyzed and, and followed back, it would go back to Eber in whose days the language that God confounded began to be spoken. And, and therefore that language would take upon itself the identification of the patriarch alive at that time and that would be Hebrew, which comes from Eber. And from the days of Eber, his family, his line, would speak the language that closely identified with his name, Hebrew, all the way down to Abram. Now, this gets a little involved, but we can, we can understand that uh, these things are accurate. Now, theologians, again, think the division of tongues is is what's in view with the earth was divided in the days of Peleg, and they're not really explaining anything. For instance, if there was no continental division, if after the flood the continents were set up in the same way we have them now, then how did all of the people get to those other places in South America, North America, Australia, and Pacific Islands, and why do they all speak different languages? You see, there's no answer provided for that, but when we bring it all back to one main geographical center, one large continent, one language, then we see division of tongues, which would lead to separating, which would happen over a few decades, perhaps, or a couple decades, where people go out who all spoke Chinese in one part, and others who spoke Mayan in another part, then the continents divided. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.